Nate Pike. I was the Alberta Party candidate for Calgary Northeast in the last provincial election. Uh, before any of you jump on your keyboards and start leaving comments, yeah, I know I didn't win. Um, but there's a couple of things that I have to sort of figure out for myself coming out of this election. One of the things that I ran on was the fact that I really wanted to make sure that our communities got a voice that was going to elevate issues for them and that was actually going to try to make sure that our communities do get a bit of a voice. There were over 1,700 people in this election who felt like I sh should be the guy to do that. Uh, and I put myself up to do that, and I have a hard time just walking away from that. So this is part of this is me trying to figure out how I'm going to do that best. The second piece of it is, is one of the things that politicians seem to do after they lose an election is uh, get some sort of media platform thing going. Uh, 770 hasn't called me yet for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, so I'm going to have to do my own thing. This is going to be, uh, as advertised, a very different breakdown than we have historically done before. And there's a bunch of different reasons for that. For those of you that are watching on the live stream, you can probably figure out that what you just saw, and for those of you that are listening on Twitter Spaces or the podcast, what you just listened to was actually the opening minute of the very first episode of the breakdown. I went back and watched it today and because I was trying to find a way into saying all of the things that I need to say tonight. And that seemed like a, a perfect place to start. I had totally forgotten that the very first episode of The Breakdown, at which point we didn't even have a title for the thing. Um, we, had a, we had a maybe working title, but we, we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, it, it started with the Daniel Smith joke. Um, and, and here we are three and a half years later, and we're still dealing with that. Um, but yeah, the, there's a lot of people who have followed the breakdown. There's a lot of people who've listened to the breakdown. There's a lot of people who've supported the breakdown. And tonight is going to be a bit of an ask. And we'll get to that part in a little bit. But before we do, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the show has tried to be about for me. I know that there's probably a lot of people who would think that it was just a three-year version of, good God, what is that man doing with his hair? When is he going to figure out this is not working? And he's just going to put on a hat. Fortunately for me... When the, when the UCP uh, decided to go on the Aloha Gate, that's when I first realized maybe, maybe a hat's a better choice than trying to make this disaster show up every day. Um, here we are. A <laughs> um, little bit about why the breakdown is a thing. So as you could kind of hear or watch from that clip that we played at the start, the breakdown really came from a place because I come from a very uh, punk rock activist background. It's been who I am for a very long time. And going into the election in 2019, I started to recognize that there was something fundamentally broken with the conversation in our province. At the time, I decided that the best way that I could maybe address that was to step up and run for, for office. As that clip acknowledged, didn't 
work out super great. But I think in a lot of ways that it did, because after I got my ass kicked in that election, I realized that I had had a lot of conversations with people in that campaign. And while there were issues that I was aware of, I didn't really get how severely some of the decisions that the powers that be make impact people. I didn't really get just how serious the the situation was for a lot of people. That first episode, the the things that we talked about, I, I it's a short episode. I think it has like 21 views on the YouTube. So if you want to go give it some love after this and, and make fun of how very young I looked um, three years ago. <laughs> We talked about issues that we've still been talking about. We talked about GSAs. We talked about LGBTQ2S plus uh, rights. We talked about AISH. We talked about education funding. One of the, the reasons why that episode was filmed in a field was because we were trying to advocate in part for a new high school for the community that I live in because at the, t- at the time, that was an issue that was really, really important to me. Now, that that school is being built so we've moved on from the field um but this this whole process of doing the breakdown has been a huge learning curve um and there's some things that i want to want to clarify before we get into the next i don't know if the word is evolution or or what uh next stage of the breakdown um and there's some some things that i have to say so I know that a lot of people associate the breakdown with me, and I get that I am the primary public face of the breakdown for a lot of people, Um, but I cannot overstate how much so many other people have contributed to making this show a thing over the years. There have people who have done research. There have people who have helped with FOIP requests. There, I mean, the puppets, I'm not talented enough to make those. By any stretch, um, I have a, a, a semi-regular co-host, Aaliyah, who has, you know, we COVID happened. It's made it harder to film stuff together. Um, but she has been an integral part of the show since pretty much day one. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the, the person who worked as my my co-producer and uh the the person who was very very good at telling me when i was sucking um he moved away um and that has been a learning process but gerjot he's credited for many many of the episodes for the first couple of years um and at the end of the day it's the show wouldn't be possible without you guys without the people who were listening um and I know that there are people who like to make fun of the, the from the DMs bit, but the from the DMs have been a huge part of what have has allowed the breakdown to accomplish some of the things that we've been we've been accomplishing. The the ethos of the breakdown is fundamentally about calling out bullshit. And I'm gonna get my punk rock a language on a little bit tonight, so bear with me. Um, but it's also been about trying to elevate people and the concerns and using the privilege that I know I have. And I need to be really clear about that. I, one of the biggest lessons that has been going on for me personally over the last couple of years is recognizing the, the insane amount of privilege that I have and trying to figure out how do I wield that effectively? How do I, how do I, how do I use that to, to try to make some change. And for the last couple of years, a big part of it has been trying to say through the breakdown, look, there's some things that we need to talk about. 
One of the other big things that came out of the, the election for me was the, the reality that there's so many complex issues that are really, really hard for people to access. And coming out of COVID, one of the things that we've seen is there are no shortage of bad faith actors who will manipulate information to try to get people angry because they can monetize the hell out of it and they can pay for fancy trips and they can take advantage of people. And a big part of the impetus for the breakdown and a big part of what we've been trying to do for the last little while has been trying to say, let's talk about what's actually going on. And I think to the credit of everybody who's been involved, and again, I really can't overstate how much of the show is made possible because of people who aren't me. We've done that. We uncovered the funneling of money for mask purchases to donors. We then open sourced all of that FOIP information to real journalists. Anybody who wanted access to it could have it because as we've said since day one, we're not journalists. We've highlighted a lot of stories that would otherwise have fallen through the cracks, whether it has been the privilege of being able to go on a walk along with harm reduction groups, whether it's been, and this one was one of the, I knew this was going to happen. One of the biggest ones for me was the thread of DMs from teachers where they were sharing their frustrations with the education system and its failure and being trusted with that and being trusted to protect their anonymity, but to still get their feelings out to a larger audience. That is one of my proudest moments doing the breakdown. Um, we were the first to run the Sky Palace photos. <laughs> So that was fun, too. Uh, and the reality is, on more than one occasion, issues that we've raised and we've tried to build profile for have been raised in the legislature. There's, there's times where literal information from the breakdown has been read into Hansard. And for a podcast web series that is the, the, the little show that could and is just trying to make a small difference, that's a really big deal. I could go on. But the biggest thing that gives me certainty, damn it, um, that we've been able to make a small difference is, is the messages that we get from you. Not a week goes by where we don't receive a message from somebody thanking us for trying and expressing that they feel like they're being heard or seen. And I want to be really clear, I'm not taking credit for that. The, the breakdown, we didn't know what we were starting when we started it. We didn't know what it was going to turn into. And it has turned into something quite different that I think is, is new. We don't have a lane. We don't have a style to stay in. It is, it is a team that is bigger and full of people that I've never met. And it's, it's, it's a community. It's something, it's something that's very, very different and very new. If we want to do satire, we do satire. If we want to do serious stuff, we do serious stuff. Because we're just trying to get the conversation going. I also need to be clear that while this show couldn't happen without the support of everyone involved, and that includes you, if you're listening, um, I do have the final editorial say on what comes out of the breakdown, and I take full responsibility for that. Um, but as I said earlier, one of the biggest things that I valued from this whole experience is how much my understanding of privilege and how fortunate I am and the opportunities that I have has grown. Um, for those of you that are listening, I'm just take a quick pause to get a little drink here.
Um, one of the things that I think that I've learned, and I could be wrong, is that an awareness of privilege comes with a choice, and it's a choice, so it's even more privilege. But it, it, the choice is what you're going to do with it. I have a platform and I have a microphone that you have given to me. Um, and I still want to try to use it to affect positive change, even if, if it clums off a little clumsy from time to time. We've, we've already addressed the, the ongoing hair situation. I've taken the steps to commit to wearing a hat. I feel like that's the responsible thing to do. A while back, we did an episode that generated a not insignificant amount of controversy. I can't speak to the specifics of that episode right now, um, but since that episode, one of the people that it referred to has been pretty persistently after me personally. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I work professionally as a paramedic. I'm saying that only to provide context, not to say that it gives me any sort of authority, authority or credibility in the context of what the breakdown does or of politics. Every profession has a range of quality of people, and I could very well be a garbage medic. I don't think that I am, but you don't have any way of knowing that unless you've crossed paths with me in that context. I would never try to use or want anyone to think that my professional title of paramedic means that I'm trying to, uh, or that I have any sort of special insight into anything except maybe paramedicing. In the last few months, a complaint has been filed with my regulatory body, not because of anything that I've done while paramedicing, but because of the show. I've just been informed that there is another complaint that has been filed, and I've also been told that there's a very high likelihood that there's a lawsuit that's heading my way. Now, here's the other thing that I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about on the breakdown. Since March, I've been off work with a PTSD diagnosis, and I've been receiving support and treatment, and the good news is I'm getting better. Five months ago, I could barely leave the house. And this was after COVID when we were all allowed to. I can leave the house now and I'm hoping to get back to work soon. But even though I'm getting support, um, treatment and support, um, financial support from WCB, there has been a loss of income and there have been other effects. Now, this isn't a pity party. I'm not sharing this tonight because I want platitudes or any of that. But what I'm trying to do is be honest and be transparent. I don't have the money that I need to fight the power, powerful people who are trying to silence the breakdown right now. And this is hard to say, <laughs> but I need your help. Um, tonight, we're launching a GoFundMe so that I can try to defend myself and not be forced to remove content that I stand by. I want to be clear, this fund is only for legal fees and to create a retainer in case somebody wants to sue me in the future. Anything that's left over, anything will be donated to harm reduction efforts uh, and domestic violence organizations that I've had the privilege of meeting and interacting with since um, the show started. Uh, and, and that's really it. Um, I know that my privilege has put me in a place where I can try and stand up. And I believe... I believe that if we're ever going to make any changes in our society, people with privilege need to, be stand, need to be willing to stand up and accept some jeopardy on their own by their choice. I haven't worn this shirt on the show yet, mostly because you can't read the, 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 the text underneath, but it references a song that's been playing over and over in my head since this whole thing started. 
and it asks the question, um, do you have enough love in your heart to get your hands dirty? If we want change, people like me are going to have to be willing to not only say, but demonstrate through action. Yeah, I do have enough love in my heart. I'm not just going to stand up for people. I'm going to try and stand with them. And right now, what that looks like for me is not backing down from this. So please, if you can help me with that fight, the the link for the GoFundMe is now up in all of our bios. We're going to be tweeting it out and, and pushing it quite a bit for the next, um, well, for the foreseeable future, quite frankly, um, because this thing is moving at a much faster breakneck speed than I would have expected. This is, this is my first rodeo on this one. Um, but I, uh, I do promise that with this GoFundMe, um, every penny will absolutely be accounted for. And I also promise that I will never ever run for the UCP leadership. This episode of The Breakdown started with the Daniel Smith joke, so I figured we might as well uh, bookend this episode with another one. We're keeping it short tonight because my voice is not working great right now, um, but we will be back next weekend. We're gonna get back to our regular roundups. Um, we're gonna have uh, Deirdre back next week. We're already putting together a, uh, a, a, a production for October 6th because it's coming up real fast and things are going to be changing in the province but tonight's just not the night for that um, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been a part of the show who's listened and I, I guess just keep the conversation going thanks everybody <laughs>